Welcome to the outreach ministry of Bishop Victor Gill, Prophet of the Nation. Coming to you from the Caribbean paradise, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Join us right now for an experience that can change your life. Get ready for your miracle. Here is Bishop Victor Gill. Please open me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Today I want to share with you on the subject, the reality of hell. I believe it is the responsibility of every minister to communicate the whole counsel of God. And it is important ever so often to remind us of this important doctrine of hell. Because whether we, we are reminded of it or not, it remains a reality. According to the word of God, after this life, everyone goes to either of two destinations to spend eternity. Everyone goes to either heaven or hell. According to the word of God, heaven is a place of joy and pleasure beyond what we are able to imagine, a place where all those who love God and who receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and serve him as their Lord will live forever. But on the other hand, hell is a place of indescribable misery and torments where the devil is angels and lost sinners the rebellious and disobedient will go to spend eternity. The word of God describes hell as a real place, just as heaven is a real place, and just as this earth is a real place. Hell is a place where many of the things we enjoyed and have become familiar with, we will never see again forever. In hell, the sun will set forever. There will be no sunrises there. There will be no sunsets. There will be no flora, no fauna. There will be no flowers blooming. There will be no birds singing in hell. There will be no greenery in hell, no vegetation. There will be nothing good in hell. I want you to know that no one spoke of the horror of hell as much as Jesus Christ himself the one who came into this world to die for our sins and to save us from that place. And I want you to consider the words of Jesus. He said, I say unto you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after 
he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say unto you, fear him. Probably the greatest fear of man in this life is the fear of being killed in a torturous and savage manner. To die slowly from torture is one of the things I believe men fear the most. In Bible times, men were killed by men in horrible and torturous ways. Ways in which death was very slow to come by. Some were killed by the sword. Some were killed by spears, arrows, and sometimes before they were put to the sword, their eyes were gorged out. Some were tied to dead human bodies so that that body will rotten while they live until they eventually die as that body, body rottens into their body. Some were burnt to the stake, burnt alive. Some were sawn in two. Some were thrown to wild animals. Some were skinned alive. And some were crucified. Which was a very slow, torturous, and painful death. It was with this background understanding in mind that Jesus said, do not fear those who can kill the body and then cannot do anything further. The word of God describes hell as a place so horrible, so dread, that it is stressful even to study the subject. It is stressful even to think about it. Let alone to go there, not as a visitor, but as your home forever. The Hebrew word for hell in the Old Testament is Sheol, and it speaks of the place of the wicked dead. The Greek word for hell is the word Hades, speaks of the place, again, for the wicked dead. The main word for hell in the New Testament is the word Gehenna. The word Gehenna refers to the lake of fire or the ultimate hell, the place of final punishment. This is spoken of in Revelation chapter 20, verses 14 and 15. It says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I am told that in the book of Matthew alone, Jesus made 42 references on the subject of hell. And Bible scholars tell us that Jesus made more references to hell than he did about heaven. As far as Jesus was concerned, hell was a literal place and hell was a real place. I want you to know that hell is a place of conscious torment. Jesus spoke of hell as a real place where people experience conscious torments forever. In Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 24, he spoke of the rich man and Lazarus. And he also mentioned Abraham. And so the Bible said there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fine linen and feared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell upon the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. 
And it was so that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, the Bible says, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. The Bible tells us, the beggar died, but he was transported by the angels into Abraham's bosom. When he died, as it were, he fell into the arms of the angels and they transported him to that place that God has prepared. But when the rich man died in hell, he lifted up his eyes. In other words, when he closed his eyes in this world, he opened it in a place called hell. Hell is a real place with, con with conscious torment. He lifted up his eyes. In other words, in hell he could see. He had all his senses. And the Bible says... He saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So in hell he could recognize Lazarus and he could recognize Abraham. And the Bible said he cried. So you can speak in hell. People will cry for the pain. They will cry out. They will say, oh God, let me out of here. I am sorry for my sins. Give me one more chance. The Bible said he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. And cool my tongue. So in hell, he had all his natural desires. In hell, he wanted water. He was thirsty. He wanted a drink. And so he was bargaining. He said, I don't want much. All I want is one tip of water to cool my tongue. Probably felt if he could get a tip, he could get a spoon. And if he could get a spoon, he could get two spoons. And if he get two spoons, he can get three spoons. And if he could get three spoons, he can get a cup. But there was no water for him in hell. Abraham said, son, remember in your lifetime you received good things and Lazarus evil things. But now the table is turned, he's comforted, and you are tormented. And he said, for I am tormented in this flame so hell is a place where you have all your senses you can see you can hear you can speak you can feel you are thirsty you are hungry but none of the things you enjoyed upon the earth you will have in hell the rich man went to hell he went from being the great to the late he went from fame to flame and today, he is still in hell. While I am preaching to you, he is still there in conscious torment. And many are there with him. Right now, while I stand here, he is still thirsty. He is still trying to get rid of the worms in his body. He is still hoping that someday, he will get a tip of water to cool his tongue. But that is only a vain imagination. Hell is forever. A million years from now, he will be still there. Ten million years from now, he will be still there. A billion years from now, he will be still there. A hundred billion years from now, he will be still there. A billion billion years from now, he will be still there. Because hell is forever and ever. I want you to know, hell is a place of real torments and nobody should take the word of God for granted. Nobody should rather despise what the word of God says about hell. 
When Jesus spoke about hell, he gave the most horrible description. He spoke about hell as a place of worms and a place of fire. In Matthew chapter 18 and verse 8, Jesus said, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is better for you to enter into life lamed or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into, the, into everlasting fire. And 15 times in the New Testament, hell is described as a place of fire. Jesus said, it is better you cut off your hand or your foot or whatever might cause you to go to hell. And he was not speaking literally, but he was saying, that place is so bad. Whatever you can do to stay out of there, no matter how difficult it is in this life, don't even think twice. Make that sacrifice without thinking because you do not want to go to that place. In Matthew 25 and verse 41, it says, Then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. In Matthew 13, verses 49 and 50, he said, So will it be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth and separate the wicked from among the just and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus also described hell as a place of worms, as a place where worms will feed on the body of decaying flesh of men and women forever. In Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 47, it says, And if your hand offend you, cut it off. For it is better for you to enter into life maimed than having two hands and go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched where the worms die not and the fire is not quenched. So Jesus describes hell as a place where worms will eat the bodies of people. Worms will be eating their flesh. Maggots. Because their bodies will be dead. Their soul will be dead in the sense of separated from God, separated from everything that is good, everything that is pleasant. And yet, they are conscious that they are in that place and they are feeling the pain. In Isaiah chapter, 40, chapter 14 and verse 11, it says your pump is brought down to hell and the sound of your string instruments the maggot is spread under you and the worms cover you. The Message Bible puts it this way. It says, a king-sized mattress of maggots for repose and a quilt of crawling worms for warmth. Think about that. Is the prophet exaggerating? Or is he describing something that you don't want your worst enemy to ever experience? The Bible says the worms cover, will cover people and the worms will be spread under them like a mattress. In Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 8, it says the worms will eat them like wool. In Job 24 and verse 20, 
It says, the worm shall feed sweetly upon him. He shall be no more remembered. And Isaiah 66 and verse 24, it says, and they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me. For their worms will not die, nor will their fire be quenched. Hell is a place of torments. And one of the torments is that worms will be eating the flesh of people. I have had the privilege of inviting the greatest testimonies about the reality of hell that I know about in all of human history. And that is Mary Baxter and Daniel Ekijuku. And I remember Mary Baxter sharing about this woman in hell and the worms were in her very bones and she was pulling the worms out of her bones and the worms will grow back. I can remember speaking about decaying flesh, confirming what the Bible says, dead, gray, decaying flesh and some people with skeletal form and uh, part of their body, you can see the skeletal uh, form and part, it's decaying flesh as it were like tattered clothes just hanging on and in those, in the flesh, there were worms and the people were groaning and they were crying. And she said at times, Jesus himself will take us through the different compartments of hell. And Jesus will be weeping and saying, daughter, it is too late now in, in their lifetime. I warned many of these people. I told them to repent and to turn, but they took my word for granted. It is too late now. The father has sealed the judgment. I want you to know this is not a nice thing. I remember I had a vision of hell that it baffled me because I saw myself in hell. I said, God, you know, I brought people here from hell, Mary Baxter, Daniel Ikijuku, and because of that, I've had the privilege of uh, meeting the prime minister at his office, meeting, uh, going to the president's home and also to his office having him call my home and uh, write a letter to me while I did this to wake up the nation of Trinidad and Tobago to the reality of hell. And I said, God, I want you to show me personally. I've traveled with Mary Baxter together, Daniel Ikejuku, and we spoke and they give the details. I remember Pastor Daniel Ikejuku speaking about things he saw in hell that it is too much to even tell human beings how People were eating their own flesh and people were suffering so terribly in hell. But this time I, I prayed personally and I said, God showed me and the Lord showed me this vision and I saw this person and many of you would have heard this. But I saw this brother in hell and worms were coming out of his body and the worms were white and they were thick like my fingers and they were coming out of his head. I cannot describe to you how sick I felt, how horrible I felt because he had no control over it. These worms were so real. And they were eating out his head and they were in his head and they were just there and they were so huge. And when I saw that, all I knew is that I threw fire on the man. I threw fire. And when I threw the fire on him, a bigger worm came out from his, between his neck and his shoulder. A worm as thick as, 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 as this part of my hand, white, came out of there, turned and went back in. It's as if trying to end the suffering only made it worse. 
So I came out of the vision after that and I was confused. How can I throw fire on somebody? How could I try to kill somebody? Because I, I, I was sensitive to what I did. And the Lord said, son, because in hell, death is mercy, but you cannot die in hell. If somebody will chop you in pieces, it will be a merciful thing to you if you are in hell. If they will take a welding torch and burn out your brain and end your life, if you could, you will welcome it. However, death will come, you will welcome it. Because in hell, death is mercy. Because in hell, you cannot die. In hell, you are, you, you are in a state of torture that has no end. What people are afraid, the kind of torture they are afraid to experience on earth, for a few seconds or for a few minutes, people must endure forever and ever throughout eternity. Who are going to hell? I want you to know all who are not saved through receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior and, Savior and Lord, they are going to hell. Who are going to hell? Backslidden Christians are going to hell. Ezekiel chapter 18 and it says, but when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does, does according to all the abominations that a wicked man does, shall he live? Question. All the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty and the sin which he has committed. Because of them he shall die. Ezekiel 18 and verse 26 says, When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and dies in them, for his iniquity that he has done shall he die. Again, Ezekiel 33 and verse 18. It says, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall even die thereby. Backslidden Christians are going to hell. I also want you to know, backslidden preachers and pastors are going to hell. Jeremiah 23, verses 1 and 2. Woe unto the shepherd that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, said the Lord. Therefore, thus said the Lord, God of Israel, I am against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, said the Lord of hosts. In Isaiah chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, Therefore hell had enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure, and their glory and their pomp, and he that rejoiced shall descend into it. The Bible tells us, as it were, that in these last days, hell will enlarge itself for all who refuse to repent of their sins, for all who continue on the broad road, Hell will enlarge itself for backslidden Christians. For a generation of people that have despised the word of a holy God. For a generation of people that have no fear for God. A generation of church people in the last days that have been given over to apostasy. That have been taken over by a spirit of worldliness. 
people that God himself has judged with a spirit of worldliness, a spirit of ungodliness, a spirit of carelessness, a spirit of no concern for their eternal welfare. There seems to be a malady even in the church in these end times where people no longer care about the standards of God's word. And so we live in a time when there are many people who have no concern for how they live. They live as though heaven and hell is not real. But the Bible tells us hell had enlarged itself and opened its mouth without measure and multitudes will descend into it. I am very concerned today when I see the standard and I see how people are living and I think about what the word of God says. The Bible is clear in the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 30 and 31 it says for in the time of ignorance God winked but now he has commanded all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness and the Bible refers to the time of ignorance as the generations before the coming of Jesus Christ when we did not have Bible and we did not have the knowledge that we have today and in those days, God's punishment was severe upon humanity. But we live in a time when people have all this knowledge and yet they are careless. Yet they are in love with the world. Even people who are in the church, they are caught up because many people do not know God. Many churches are backslidden because they refuse to spend time with God. And I want to let you know, from the time I've been saved to now, it is a challenge to walk with God. It is a challenge to maintain a prayer life. You cannot be a Christian and be halfway. It's either all the way or nothing. And so because I respect the word of God and I don't want to go to hell, it has been the struggle of my life to stay close to God. It has been the fight of my life to maintain a prayer life. And I have lived through almost one generation of my Christian life, 39 years. And anybody that tells you that it is easy or you can do it your way and you can do it without prayer, I am telling you they are lying to you. They have made up their mind to roll dice with their eternal destiny. What has happened is that we live in a generation that do not know God. They have no clue of the holiness of God, the justice of God, that God does not respect people. All God is concerned about is do you fear me do you take my word to heart nothing we have impresses God all that impresses God is the fear and the fact that we believe and we hold on to his word God has wiped out generations God has wiped out nations God has wiped out even his own nation the nation of Israel God has sent them into into Assyria send them into Babylon for many years God remained silent for 400 years and even after Jesus came upon the face of the earth God sent them to the nations of the world for 2,000 years I want you to know God is so holy he is so just he is so righteous that if you really know him you will tremble I want you to know going to hell with, with the whole nation of. we appreciate the time you spent with us today 
If you need prayer right now, send us an email to info at victorgill.org or call now at 1-868-266-1830 and we will pray for you to get your miracle. You can partner with Bishop Gill to bring healing to the nations by donating any amount at www.victorgill.org. Thank you. From our family to you, God bless you richly.